Amen. We on? Yeah, boy. Let's remember Gary Mitchell. Gary's got pneumonia again. And little Travis is in, I think, Forsyth. But she said he hadn't been having uh, seizures or hadn't had seizures before. And then she said little Travis has had seizure and in the hospital, and I think, Forsyth. So pray, pray for him. Amen. Pray for us, boys. It gets easier all the time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God's good to us. Takes care of us. Watches over us. I'm glad he takes care of ignorance. Church was requested prayer for Justin Smith. Justin's been saved just a little while. Thirty-nine years old. He's not married. He come by the house yesterday, and <laughs> most of his conversation, the boys pulled time and been on drugs and had a lot of problems. said, I want Josh Jenkins and D.J. Spurling to preach my funeral. I'm 39 years old. I'm glad he didn't want me. I'd hate to hang around that long. <laughs> Amen. But he said most of his conversation was, I love you, Bill, I love you. <laughs> you know, I knew his daddy and uncle, grandparents. I knew his family. I didn't know Justin that good to speak to him. Tried to invite him to church, but he said, I love you. And he said, I want the church to know, and he jotted this down. Thank you all so very much for your sweet thoughts and prayers. I felt them. He told me that two or three times. He said, I felt them while I was in the hospital. I love you all so very much. Justin Smith. It was just a, it just touched me. Yeah, I took care of Justin in the hospital, and I don't know that, that I recognized his name. And I went in, and I said, just pray for me, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, he had a smile on his face that long. Thanking God for what he's done for us. You know, 39 years old, a heart attack, young. Uh, our buddy Kenneth there, I think he and Butch about the same age. Had Boy Scouts, had four bypasses, old Mars surgery. He's been with us three or four weeks in service, I praise God. For every bit of it. Jenny, it ain't all my preaching. Makes me so long, I just don't never us talking. Amen. God's. Been good to me. I'm going to try to make this short. Church, I love you from my depths of my heart. In Second Thessalonians, in 
I'm going to tell you all this. I ain't bragging. You all won't take it as bragging. But I've been to church three times this week. I've visited in three different homes. I've prayed down at the altar several times. Had a sinner come. Well, I say a sinner. He's a backslider. That come by our house yesterday evening. Just kind of checked on us. Ain't no place to get lazy. I can't go like I did. I, and I just get hard to drive at night. But God knows what we need. And I was in a home Friday of that rock. I've been studying on this scripture and studying on this scripture. I'd read Second Thessalonians probably all three chapters three or four times. Man, I come down to the third chapter, and it seemed like it just all come together Friday. Had to go home, read it again. Third chapter of Second Thessalonians. If you want to, just stand up. I don't usually do this. I'm just going to read five or six verses. No, I ain't going to read. I ain't going to read seven books today, if I can help it. Amen. Third chapter of Second Thessalonians, the first verse. He said, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course, free course, and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. That's the message God laid on my heart. Have not faith. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And we have confidence in the Lord touching you that we both do and will do the things which we command you. And the Lord direct your hearts that the love of God and unto the patient waiting for Christ. Now we command you, brother. That's pretty bold. He said, now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw. Listen to this. That you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of, of us. You may be seated. Father, in the great name of Jesus, I ask you, God, to touch your scripture. God, use us for a little bit. Touch my voice, my throat. God, my lungs, strengthen us. God, together and help us to rejoice together and praise you together and love you together. Get in one mind and one accord and we will not fail to give you honor, glory, and praise. And the church said, Amen. 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 Glory to God, church, as we look into this. And God uh, moved upon our heart. He said, Finally, brethren, 
Pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. And I thought about we can have gay marches. We can have gay pride month. We can have gray flags. But let's be careful what we say out of the King James version of God's holy word. And this thing ain't I just happened, honey. Paul was tied down. Paul was burdened down that he couldn't preach everywhere because the word didn't have free course because man wanted to shut it down. I even thought about when Jesus went to the cross, they didn't want the word of God preached. They didn't want to hear what Jesus said. They didn't want a Savior. And in our land today, only the word of God don't have free course. Let's read that second verse. And this, that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. My friend, today we're living in about the time, amen, that Paul was going through here, where the Word of God don't have free course, where the Word of God bounces off like water off a duck's back. We don't have time uh, to serve God or to worship God. And I thought uh, some just got word uh, there the other day that I preached too long. They want a short message. They want a message. Everything is all right. That they can go to heaven in the shape that they're in. They can go to heaven living like the devil and hell itself. We don't want to hear about sin. We don't want to hear about fornication, about a drunk, about lying, amen, about cheating, you fellow man. We don't want to hear about glory to God and get in one mind and one accord and have the same love for the same God. I mentioned in the prayer room about a text that I got and how they're going to do what they want to do. And I've heard people's feelings and how I've run people off from the church because they're going to go where they want to go, do what they want to do, and walk where they want to walk. But don't preach me the word. Don't command me to do anything. And I'm going to tell you something, because every man don't have faith. And the Bible said, and I'll read it to you in a minute, right out of Hebrews. But the word of God said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. The word of God, and Paul said that every man don't have faith. And I'm going to tell you, if we don't have faith, we don't have Jesus. Jesus don't stay in there when we don't have faith. We've got to trust in God. We've got to trust in what God has given us. Neighbor, I find myself that faith gets weak. I find my faith gets beat down. I find that I give up. I think my prayers ain't being answered. But glory to God. But Johnny, it's 55 years. I thought it's 54 for a good while. Found out I've been saved 55 years. I praise the Lord for every bit of it. But I'm still in the flesh. My flesh and my mind will beat me down. The Bible teaches me, and we know this is a fact, when we starve to death, we get hungry. We won't eat three meals a day if we can get them. 
You can tell by all of us, we love to eat. But the Bible said, He that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. My friend, and I can't see that thing happening. I've got to step out by faith and search for the righteousness of God, a move of the Holy Spirit of God. I've come today by faith, honey, hoping that God will use us one more time. My voice bothers me. It burdens me. It loads me to a point. Sometimes I don't give God enough praise for one vocal cord. They told me I might be on a feeding tube. They told me I may be on a voice box that I may never talk again. So I don't, I don't give God enough praise. Jenny will tell you, I wasn't scared. I didn't like the word cancer, but I didn't go into operation under fear. I went under it by faith, by faith, glory to God. And the flesh that we are, the very minute I woke up and I seen I wasn't in heaven, know that I survived. Want to know what time it was. Duh, like it matters. We worry about time too much. There ain't no time in heaven. Amen. God threw his clocks away. Roger, I'm glad. Man's clock said you wouldn't live, but God's clock said you'll be back in church. Amen. Amen. I'm going to go by God's clock. Every man don't have faith. I probably shouldn't go into this, but I believe I will. The preacher preached it the other night. It, it blessed my heart, and I got to use it Friday in the message. This offends people. But if I can offend you in church, you ain't right. If I can offend you in your home, you ain't right. If I use the word of God. But Abram, before he was Abraham, and Sarah, it's pronounced a little different, before she was Sarah. And there was a famine in Egypt. There was a famine in Israel, a famine in the land. And the preacher preached it, and it's over in Genesis Genesis 12, I believe it is. But I, I thought Abram was a man, and Abram saw that there wasn't any food. And you know what he done? He headed back to Egypt. He headed down to Egypt, and he told his wife, he said, Pharaoh said, you're pretty. You're a, a sweet woman. You're so beautiful. He said, Pharaoh will want you, and Pharaoh will kill me. Amen. And the, the message was, when you step out of Canaan land, when you step out and lose faith, head back into Egypt, he started lying. Abram began to lie. And he said, tell Pharaoh's crowd that you're my sister, not my wife, because I'm afraid they'll kill me and take you. Come on, church. When you step out of Canaan land, I'm talking about the salvation that God has given us. When we step out of that, then we begin to lie. When we lose our faith, amen, glory to God, we begin to get into trouble. And there Abraham said down there in Egypt, amen, and Pharaoh took his wife in. 
and plagues Edom. God plagued them. God stopped this thing. Pharaoh went back to it. He said, why have you lied to me? Why have you told me this thing? Take Sarah, your wife, and get out of, get out of here. I'll give you some cattle. I'll give you some food. But neighbor, can I take something? And this could be another message. But can I tell you something? When we step out of faith, we are in trouble. As I was in this home, and this has been eight years ago, and the girl told me, she's been here a, a time or two, and she testified her dad died an awful death with cancer. And she said, I prayed, and I prayed that Daddy would live and Daddy would survive. But she said the last two weeks he got in such awful, awful shape till she prayed that Daddy could go on, go on home, that he could go ahead and die. And I said, I need to explain something to you. She said, I ain't been back to church uh, maybe a time or two in eight years. And I said, I'm going to explain something to you. God has given me. I was done dealing with this message. Only when you step out, glory to God, and lose faith, you get out of the house of God. When you get out of the house of God, I don't care who you, I don't care who you are. You lose faith, amen, and you begin to not like nobody. You don't see nothing good in church. You forget what God has done for you. Honey, you forget of the saving grace of God. When you step out of faith, out from under faith, God said again, it's impossible to please me without faith. And when I step out, glory to God, and I said, honey, you lost faith. You need she cried like a baby. We prayed in the floor. She's got burdens. I know burden after burden. Honey, you're going to die. You're going to die. Glory to God. I hope I don't quit when you die. Amen. I'm going to die. I hope you don't quit when I die. Don't lose faith. These problems that come to your house. God is bigger than any problem that can ever come to your house. Cancer is just temporary. But God is eternal. (laughs) God is eternal life. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Glory, glory to God. Y'all know I'm not a dog fan. I can't help it. I, I'm, I'm just a man. I'm not a dog fan. They seen right off I wasn't a dog fan. They wasn't but three dogs in the house. They say, leave him alone. The dogs even love me. I'm not a dog fan. The dogs love me. They want to come sniff and scoot up under me. She said, get away from him, leave him. Leave him alone. I was pushing them back all the time. That's good. If y'all dog fan, that's all right. I ain't. I love you today. But I believe a dog can smell the Spirit of God. I believe a dog can smell the love of God. And it's so sad today that a murder that Butch told as Larry read is turned over to a reprobate mind till we can't smell the goodness of God. 
Every day I was down at the altar praying. Yesterday I was down at the altar praying. And I just kind of rolled over on that rock pile. And I got to thinking. And I was, when I was praying, I was saying, God, thank you, God. And it hit my mind. I need to thank Jesus. He's my intercessor. I don't even have access to God without Jesus. These Muslims think they're serving that God and denying Jesus. They don't have access to the real God. I'd like to tell you something else. The American devil has deceived those queers that think that they can fly the colored flag, pride flag, and walk down the street hand in hand, man with a man, and still think they're going to heaven. Honey, if we think Satan can't deceive us, we're wrong. And the sins that we're in today, they're not hid. God knows every one of them. Let me preach. I'm probably meddling. But I thought about the adultery that's going on in our land, the fornication that's going on in our land. I visited a man, a man that Matthew worked with. I carried Matthew's testimony. I said, I don't know, 40 or 50 days he's been in God's will. He's wanting to work around the church. And that fellow said, what a good worker he was. But he let sin mess him up. I'm so glad he's back in the house of God. Sin messed up my brother. Sin messed up my brother. Sin took my brother down a wrong road. Sin put my brother in prison. Sin put my brother in prison. Sin brought us down a bad, bad road. Let's get this flesh out of the way and let God work in our mortal bodies. Amen. That the world can see we love God. I thought, what a miracle. If Kelly hadn't been in church, she wouldn't have heard the prayer request to tell the boy that name sounds familiar. We prayed for well, how God blesses. How God blesses. How sometimes how God gives me a message. I just shout right by myself. How God opens up some things. I'm simple. I'm simple as a toad frog. Amen. But I'm saved by the grace of God. By faith, I've stepped out today to preach the gospel, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Amen. And he said, But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Let me tell you something. We give the devil credit. We used to say, I didn't say it, it come out after I got saved. But the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. The devil don't make you do nothing if you'll go by faith. And God said, I am faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. A Christian that ain't got established. Listen to me, church. If you've been saved four or five years and ain't established in your faith, 
you've lost faith in trusting in God. Because God said, I will keep you from evil. We need to get established. We got people running from one church to another. They looking for the perfect church, and when they get there, it's all messed up. Cause they are there. They didn't leave in God's will. They didn't go in God's will. Terry probably thousands of times, and some of you'd shout, I guess, if I'd leave now. But I'm going over. Thousands of times I've said I ain't coming back. I'm done. I've had enough. Nobody cares. Who am I listening to? The flesh. Whose is this flesh? This flesh is the devil's. I've got to take the Holy Ghost inside of me and work it and let it come forth and eat up all of the devil's all the little devils in this body and get up off of my sorry butt and serve God. The Lord Jesus Christ died that I could go free, that I could go free. Praise his holy name. Let me read to you. I jotted down some scripture. Let me jump over into Hebrews 11, the faith chapter, and he said <laughs> the first verse in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, now faith is the substance, and substance is, is something. Faith faith is substance. I can, tu- I can touch my faith. I can touch this word of God is my faith. I can touch it, and faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I believe Butch, I believe Butch quoted the scripture this morning. I forgot. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. This is the sixth verse of the 11th chapter of Hebrews. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That diligently seek him. Not just once in a while, but diligently seek him. I asked this lady, I said, ma'am, every time I've seen you, the last eight years, they just had got saved when all this other problem come up. I said, did I? I said, answer me. Did I tell you something about Jesus? Did I try to invite you to church? She said, yeah, you did. That makes me feel good. Don't let them pass by you without inviting them, without telling them you love them that you care about them. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But if we diligently seek him, he said he's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. If I diligently seek the Lord, then when I need some, he'll reward me, maybe with a popsicle. When my mouth's so dry, it's about to crack. 
He might give me a drink of water. Amen. Diligently. He's a rewarder. Do we diligently? We have been rocked to sleep. Bless him, Lord. When there ain't no bread in the cupboard, we're going to go to God. And we're going to be serious. Begging God. And the Bible said, and we have confidence in the Lord touching you. You know, 64 years. And I've wondered a few times back when I was in sin. And I didn't know faith. I didn't know grace. But I trusted that my wife was going to be home. I wouldn't eat up with jealousy, worrying me to death. If she'd go grocery shopping, that she's out running around. I would like, I'm the bride of Christ. I'd like for him to trust me to come to church without having to be whipped. I'd like for him to trust me that I'm my witness. I got a call from, I forgot where it is, prison up in Virginia. And the boy's pulled years since he's 17. And he lifted me up that he had hope, trusting in God and five parole officers that he's still going to get out, even though he had life. He's still going to get out. <coughs> I need to have more faith, more hope, the substance of things hoped for. I've not got to heaven yet. I need the hope that I'll hang on and go, that I'll finish this race. I don't know. I don't know what could mess up my mind. I know I, know I, I cried. I knelt down beside of a preacher in a nursing home laying on a mattress on the floor and how he'd flew mad and cussed and how he'd reached up out of the bed and been been moved into about eight or nine different nursing homes because he wouldn't leave the women alone. I worked with this man and I thought, how can this happen? Yeah, I don't understand. But it could happen to me. Yeah. 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 I need to keep the faith. I need to keep my mind straight. I don't need to be angry. I don't need to be ill over oh, 15 seconds. I need to I need to count to 10 and get it to Jesus. Get it off my mind. If I stay ill long, I'll be fighting back. The flesh will take over. We've opened too many doors for Satan. Church, if I don't hurry, I'm going to be too long again Mm. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Can you hear me? Everybody hear me? I just want you to hear what the Spirit says. I'm tickled to death to be a child of God. Amen. Dressed in the, in the bride's robe. I'm glad, amen, to walk down the aisle as a Christian. Amen. I'm glad for the calling God put on my life. Praise his holy name. I got another in here. But he's preached this a year and six months. 
Amen. Over in Ephesians. Oh, it might have just been six months, but I'll take that back. And he said above, Ephesians 6 and 16, above all things, above every other, above everything, above vacation, above ball game, above your wife, above all. Somebody told us the other day, all means all everywhere. Don Anderson brought it back to my memory. Standing in Cuba, and I just holler, Hallelujah. And every soul there knows what I say. Next two or three words I said, an interpreter had to tell them. But Hallelujah, they knowed. All. He said, Above all, taking the shield of faith. Neighbor, if we ain't got the shield of faith, every fiery dart of Satan will penetrate you. You'll get your feelings hurt. You'll have anxiety. You'll be torn all to pieces. Hey, Lord, Lord have mercy. Talked to one yesterday. The board called a law that we out there in my house was flying drones over his house, shining lights peeping in at his wonders. You know what? He ain't got faith. He's lost his faith. He's lost his faith. I put my faith in God when they put my stints in my heart. I put my faith in God that he'd have the right man there to do the job. Can I tell you something? We need some right pastors in the right place, preaching the right gospel. Amen. And we can get our conscience unseared. Amen. We can pull out from under that reprobate state. Above all things, take the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Quench every fiery dart of the wicked. I got a text a while back, and I answered that text. I love you. I love you. There's no, this ain't Bible, but I had a little quote that I liked. Don't argue with a fool. People passing by won't know who is who. They can't tell the difference. So with the fiery darts of Satan, of the wicked, the Holy Ghost power of God, he said it'll quench them. It'll quench the fiery darts when they hurt your feelings. The pews are empty all over America where they've had their feelings hurt and the fire darts of the wicked pierced and went inside. I'm glad my Savior didn't come down off the cross when they pierced his side. 
He proves to me on the cross. I told somebody I fished him with this week. If they'd never looked at the passion of Christ, it's just a touch of the fiery darts that he is Satan. But he had faith that he is Jesus that Satan threw at him. But God quenched all the fiery darts with faith. Larry, I've lost my faith. I'm sure Roger there, one time in the hospital, and that's where he needed fear. I bet her faith got weak too. But that's where they needed you all. Not me, but you all. Us's. We needed each other to pray. You know what's wrong with the church? There's too many fightings inside of it. Amen. I don't like sin. I have no use for sin. Don't like what don't like what the devil has done to some of my loved ones, to some of my friends, to some of my church people. I don't like it. But he said, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. I thought about what little I know about the shield. It's movable. It's movable. And above all, take the shield of faith. Let me go over to Romans. I love this. Romans 10. Romans 10, 16 and 17. It says that the Roman wrote that Butcher was talking about this morning, but I want us to get this. 16th verse in the 10th chapter of Romans. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people. We were no people, honey. And by a foolish nation, I will anger you. So my friend, the word has come. And he said, the word will go into all nations. Everybody will hear the word. Let me go back and read this right here. The ninth verse. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I asked one today, this week, oh, are you saved? And he said, I love the Lord. Are you saved? I love the Lord. If you love the Lord, you'll keep his commandments. That's the word of God. 
You won't be doing the things you've done. Are you saved? I love the Lord. Honey, people will be around the bush, give you every answer, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. I believe from the depth of my heart that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I believe he'll reward you. I believe he'll grant your request. I believe he'll stop in his busy day and take, take time to listen to a nobody. Take time to listen to a nobody. I've been scattered. I know I've been scattered, but I ain't done. I'm going to scatter a little bit more. Let's jump down. I didn't read this this morning, but this is in Second Thessalonians, still in the third chapter. For we hear that there are some which walk disorderly among you. They walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busy bodies. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that without, with quietness, they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. I'm going to tell you, we become weary in well-doing. I could preach a whole other message right here. Our government has become weary in well-doing. We've handed out food to people that won't work. We've handed out housing to people that wouldn't work. We've handed out soreness where God was whipping some people and we went and rescued them. And now we're broke. Now we're broke and we've got weary in well-doing. And if any man uh, may not our word, listen, listen to this, 14th verse. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, by Second Thessalonians, the third chapter, if any man obey not our word by this epistle, not note that man, call him out, and then and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. What's the Bible said? It said down there in the, in the what, 10th verse, if you don't work, you don't eat. He said here plainly that he might be ashamed. A miracle is not ashamed of anything. Gays used to be ashamed to come out of the closet. He used to be ashamed to go naked on the street. Amen. He used to be ashamed for adultery, fornication. He used to be ashamed when our children walked disorderly. Today, there's no shame in anything. There's no shame in being called off the street, end up in prison. There's no shame no more. He used to be shame to a whole family if daddy got caught and put in jail. He was talking to school. He was shamed. 
Today it's no shame. We can do anything we want to, and it's no shame. You know why? Let me read what the Word of God says. He said, first I note that man. Note him. Let him know that he's messed up. Let it be known that he might be ashamed. I'm going to read the 15th verse, and I'm going on. You count him not as an enemy. We've got this all messed up. We count him as an enemy. One place I find where Jesus turned them over to Satan that their souls might be saved. I've thought on this many times. It's in Corinthians, the third, third chapter, and maybe the fifth chapter. But I've thought about it. We need to bring them to shame that they don't fit in in the church. They're not right with God. But we don't count them as an enemy. But today we're so hungry for church members. We'll go over what the Word of God said and put them where we want them. Think about it, church. And he said, Yea, count them not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. It just has told us to not have company with them. Not have company with them. I'll be dead honest with you. And this is my flesh and blood. And this is my son. He don't understand. And sometimes it breaks my heart. But I can have company with him if he'll stay in church in God's will. And I can admonish him as a brother. But neighbor, when he chooses to go back and drink, he's still my son. And I can still admonish him as a brother. But I don't like to be around him. I don't like to have company with him. Let me give you something. There's something wrong when you'd rather be fishing with a bunch of sinners than you can you can't sit in church with. There's something wrong. I'm gonna preach your word. I'm gonna preach the word. I'm about done. Please don't leave me. Stick with me. I'm going to read John, 1 John 5 and 4. 1 John 5 and 4. And he said, Whosoever, for whosoever, that's everybody, is born of God, overcometh the world. It says it to the seven churches of Asia Minor. It don't say that we go back and drink in the world. It said we overcome the world. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that every Baptist church I've ever been in sings victory in Jesus. This is the victory, overcoming 
the world, that overcometh the world, even our faith. How do you overcome the world? It's by faith. Y'all going to say, where is this crazy man going now? I'm going to take one more little trip, and then I'm going to quit. One more little trip down into Jonah. And I'm going to quit right here. The last chapter of Jonah. I promise you I'll get out of the way. I'm preaching not all men have faith. Ninth verse, we read the last three verses. Ninth verse of the fourth chapter of Jonah. And God said to Jonah, God spoke directly to Jonah, Thou doest thy will to be angry for the good. He took up matter and fire to that good. And he said, I do well to be angry. Even unto death. Jonah had to agree with God. Then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the gourd, for thee which thou hast not labored, neither made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. 11th verse, and should not I spare Nineveh? Should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand, a hundred and twenty thousand souls? 20,000 persons. Six six score thousand persons. I want you to get this. That cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand. And also much cattle. I don't know how y'all got this. But I'm going to show you what God has showed me. I remember a school teacher. She's been dead a good while now. But I seen her with an old push mower, and she cranked and she cranked. She had a degree. Her husband was a principal. She was a school teacher. I'm talking about intelligence. Her hair was hanging down. She was sweating. And I was a boy. I walked over there. I said, I'll help you with that. And them old push mowers used to have a, you couldn't kill them with a button. It had a little flip thing that laid over on the spark plug. 
I showed it to her. I said, this is my opinion. The problem, we pulled that back. The old lawnmower was flooded. We was getting gas and no fire. We're flooded. We're getting gas and no fire. But I'm talking about intelligence. I jerked it a few times. It finally fired and the smoke rolled. Oh, she thanked me. I don't know how many times. I wish she'd have been my teacher. I'd have got some good grades. <laughs> but she wasn't. I was, I was done in high school. Amen. But what I'm saying, and I'm not talking about book smart, but we may have knowledge of the Bible that there might be 120,000 out there that don't know their left hand from their right hand. They may have doctor's degrees. They may be engineers on their job. They may be the CEO of a great company, but they may not have knowledge of their left hand and their right hand. Do you see what he's saying? He said to Jonah, it does you good to be angry. He said, this gourd, you didn't have nothing to do with this gourd. See, that gourd come up in a night, and in a night went away. And then the Lord caused a great, I believe it was the east wind, to blow, and the heat and the scorch come down. And we're in our trouble. God can put a shelter over us. But we don't need to be angry when somebody falls. They may not know. They may not know. Oh, they've been preached to. They might not have been listening. The Bible said they're ignorant because of us. Because we've not brought the Word of God. We need to bring it in love. Most of us, the roof over our head, we didn't have nothing to do about it. With that, I did put my own roof and shingles on, but most of us didn't have that talent. So somebody had to come and help you. I couldn't dig a well, so I had to have somebody come dig me a well. He probably knowed more about that well than I'd ever think about. The depth, the flow of water coming in. What size pump I needed? What size water line to get? It'd be like me going to Brother Glass, take my car and say, fix this fender, Bondo. This fender, I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you how. He's a body man. Get a five-ball my bumper down there. I said, I'm going to show you how. Take it. Why'd I bring it to you? I've took my car to Kenneth. I had to depend on him to do it. He knows the primer to use, the 
paint to use, the amount of air to use, how to clean it, how to sand it, how to fix it. But here we are, every one of us knows what we're going to tell God. God, I didn't feel like going that day. You know I didn't feel good. We call it spiritual sickness, but that ain't what it is. If it's spiritual sickness, you'd go to God. Well, let's just call it lazy. Think we've played a game with God. Jonah mad. God had spared Nineveh. Why? I've heard this lately. Real lately. Why did God take mine and let their families live. I told one this week, I don't need to go into that, I'm going to let it go. Everything works the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. So my heart attack for a reason. My cancer is for a reason. Henry, yours is for a reason. Whatever problem you got, amen, keep faith and glorify God. Stand, if you will, please.